Welcome to Passionate and Prosperous, the only podcast about creating success in your life and business by using your voice, gifts, and skills to do the work that lights you up, make money, and have massive impact in the world. This show teaches coaches, creatives, and service-oriented human beings how to trust in yourself and leverage your unique message, experience, and expertise to attract your ideal audience, create clients, and organically build your soul-aligned business. I'm your host, mindset and business strategy coach, Stacey Brass Russell, and I can't wait to help you to set yourself up for success and use your passion to create the prosperous life and business that you truly desire. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Passionate and Prosperous. So today, we're going to be talking about having what you'd like. Now, I know that a lot of you that listen to the show are coaches. Um, Some of you are not, but in general, everyone that listens to the show either helps other people to have what they would like, right? Some sort of outcome. We're all service-based entrepreneurs, individuals, professionals, whatever you want to call yourself. And also everyone that listens to this show has some sort of a desire to be using their gifts and skills, to be using their passion, right? To create prosperity. And when you're a coach, like I am, or you're someone who works with people in a coaching format. And one of the things that's really interesting is that like over the weekend of Passion and Prosperous Live, our recent live event that we had for the community here in New York City, you know, one of the things that came through for a lot of people was that even though they might not call themselves a coach per se in like, you know, as their title in their business, that I think most people really came to a realization or identified the fact that if you're in a business, any sort of work that you do where you're helping other people to get an outcome, experience transformation, use their body, use their voice, use their intellect, like, you know, get into better health, like whatever it is that you do, that there's an element, even if you call yourself a teacher or if you're a thought leader or if you're, you know, trying to uh, just put your your message out there, I don't know if you're an influencer or like, you know, but if you're if you're helping someone, there's some element of you doing your work that involves you needing to know something about coaching Because even if you're helping someone to make a decision about something, like, for example, I always think about my friend who I know listens to the show, and he's a real estate agent. And I was thinking about him, you know, when you're, when he's helping someone to decide to buy a house or, you know, an apartment or rent something, there's an element there in that relationship where in some ways, he becomes a coach in some ways because those people need someone to help them go through their own thoughts in order to come to a decision or in order to get to what I call their yes or get their green light. And what I think is really interesting is that those of us that are in this this field, this business, that this is what the work that we do, I think it's It's easy to forget that you have to apply all of those, the same things to yourself, that in order for you to have what you'd like or have what you want, you also need help (laughs) probably getting to the yes or to the green light for you to have what you want. So the reason why I said that we were going to talk about you having what you'd like is because... I work with so many people in my coaching practice, you know, in my programs, even the people that I work with, I I still consider you my clients if you come to my events for free and I interact with you, I coach you, right? I help you. Um, I... I'm not, not that I've just noticed. I just want to say it's not like this is some new revelation. It's just that I had enough conversations over the last... I don't know, a couple of weeks that it made me feel like, oh, this is a, this would be a good, um, 
show topic. So I'm bringing it up now, but it's not like this is the first time I've ever thought about it. But with the people that I talk to on a regular basis, especially when you're at the beginning stages of your business, or if you're at a point in your business where what you'd like is to scale or go bigger or add something new, the thing that I hear the most are the objections, the things that you don't want or don't want to do, what you don't like, what you're worried about. And when it comes to saying what you'd like instead of the experience that you're not liking, right? What would you like? I understand what you don't want. What would you like? When it comes to that question, it gets really murky. And even with the coaches that I coach, it's not like everyone's walking around that already does this transformational work and is having this clarity about what they would like. And one of the reasons that I think that that happens sometimes when you're talking about like the vision of what you'd like, like the vision, like what would you like your life and your business to look and feel like? What do you want it to smell like? What do you want it to taste like? Like literally, what do you want this life and business to look like, to feel like, to sound like? I think it's really hard for many people to come up with that. And I understand why, because there's a lot of fear around declaring that, first of all. There are so many fears. In my, it, we have an episode about the five sneaky hidden fears in, in the Passion and Prosperous live event. We went into the, into fears. Uh, if you work with me in the Passion and Prosperous Academy, we'll talk about fears. We talk about fears um, because this is such an important thing to understand as human beings, the way our brain works. It's very fear-based. I mean, I think that like you probably know that intuitively anyway, just by like watching um, political, you know, if you watch any political things, it's all fear-based, right? Like the news, political news, um, Everything is fear-based. So that's playing into an understanding about the way that the human brain works, which which is that it's very, very interested in what it's afraid of. And I also think that one of the reasons why um, there's a difficulty in declaring what you'd like or what you'd want and having that vision for your life and business also is that there's this not knowing how you're going to get it, how you're going to get there, right? And so that feeling of not knowing is very uncomfortable. So if I can't know it, why should I declare it? So like what's knowable? Well, what's knowable is your current experience and then the shit that you make up in your head. And when it comes to like what you'd like, like something different, something other than what you're experiencing now, or maybe what you're experiencing now doesn't suck, but like you know that you want something bigger, better, whatever. The problem is that that's not in the present and you're not experiencing it. So it's very hard for you to talk about it in a tangible way. But what you can talk about in a tangible way and what your clients can talk about in a tangible way when you first meet them and first start talking to them are their current experience and the way that the human brain works is the current, the, the brain hones in on what's not working or what it doesn't like on the problems, on the pains, on the struggles. And you've heard me talk about this actually before, which is I love to talk about how the way that your brain works. If you can imagine like a, like a, like one of those movie cameras, you know, like when they're filming like a feature film and those cameras, right? With those big lenses, the big, you know, and then, and then when they, they, they zoom in, right? They, they hone in for a close up and the camera moves really close and it, oh, and the whole frame is filled with one thing, like the face of the actor, right? It's like a tight zoom. And I want you to imagine that the way that your brain works is that it zooms like that onto problems, so while there's like everything else on the set, right? Like if your mind was a movie set, everything else is available on the set. Everything, all the other actors, all of the, the whole set, all the furniture, all of the, you know, everything, everything, even like beyond the set, right? Everything is out there. But because the camera is honing in on this one thing, that's all we see. 
And your brain does the same thing. It hones in on what you don't like or what's not going well or what you're highly aware of not uh, of experiencing that you'd like to be changing. And in order for you to figure out what you'd like instead or in order for you to declare it or start to like craft a vision of it and then make it happen, you have to be able to widen out the lens. You have to be able to pull it back and start seeing everything else that's also there and available because your present moment is going to be based on what it is that you are allowing yourself to like be aware of and, 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 and see, right. And experience. And, and yet the way that our brain works, and this is for a reason, the reason that your human brain hones in on what it perceives to be problems, pains, and struggles, and what's not going well is because it is, it's an old outdated, like kind of, um, uh, model, which is assuming that whatever is not going well or that that's causing you this pain and suffering is a real threat and a major danger and it could kill you. And therefore, your brain is going to only focus on that until the problem is solved, until you're out of danger. But the problem is that the kind of shit that we are often thinking about that's getting in our way, that's zooming the lens, is not a life or death thing. And in order to solve our problem, we do need to widen out the lens. So I've noticed more recently that in a lot of the conversations that I have with entrepreneurs or want to be entrepreneurs, people who want to have a business, is that they're very, very worried about being able to have a business that's going to work for them, meaning like how much time they want to spend in their business, how whatever you want to call it, I'm putting up my quote fingers, hard they want to work and whatever, like in their business. And then also that they're very aware of the things they don't want to do, right? And don't like, and don't like doing, and don't like the feeling of. And I find myself very frequently in a position where I have to keep repeating back the question. I hear, well, I say first, I always affirm. I always say, thank you for sharing that with me. I think I understand what you don't like. And I think I understand what you're worried about, like, or the, these, like the kind of like the, uh, the unknown fears, the fear of the unknown, the unknown, the, the what ifs, but what we have to talk about so that we can coach on it and make it happen is what you'd like. And I think that there's this weird thing that happens in, in, in the human brain, which is that someone might think that when they're saying what they don't want, that there's some sort of assumed understanding that what they do want is like the exact opposite of that or something. But if you really think about it, when someone tells you what they don't want to do, that doesn't mean that they're telling you that they want to do the opposite. All it means that they're telling you is what they don't want to do. And the logical conclusion would be that therefore they don't want to do anything. I don't want to do this, right? So I'll give you an interesting example. Like for for years, you know, that I taught yoga in the classroom and taught teachers how to be teachers. And verbal cues, like how we use our words, is so important in any teaching, any teaching. I get a lot of people commending me for how I teach, like in my events and my workshops and my trainings and everything, because I'm a very clear teacher and I really know how to talk to the human brain and body and break things down and make things logical. And one of the things that a yoga teacher, and a lot of you I know listen either are, that listen either are yoga teachers or you've done a yoga teacher training or you're a yoga lover, right? You go to yoga. So you'll all understand what I'm saying. I've had to train so many teachers to give instruction in the positive and telling people what to do instead of what, telling them what not to do. So you can hear a yoga teacher say, don't shrug your shoulders or don't, you know, don't bend your knees or don't slouch or don't, you know, don't relax your belly or don't do this or don't do that. And giving someone an instruction of what not to do leaves them with nothing to do. 
And in the absence of giving someone a to-do or an action, guess what they're going to do? They're just going to do nothing. And that's what happens to all of you. Maybe not all of you, but you know, I'm talking to the collective here. When you only focus on what you don't want and declare that and talk about that and talk about your worries and your what ifs and you're highly aware of how like you don't want to hustle. This is like a big one. I don't want to hustle. I don't want to, you know, um, not have time for this or that. I don't want to work, you know, on the weekends. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. I don't want it to feel like this. I don't want, right? And so you're telling all of that, not only to me, but like to the universe and yourself, And yet what you're not doing is saying what you want, what you'd like, what you want to do, what you're willing to do. And it becomes a really big problem because then we have this big conundrum, which is I'm here to help you have the life and business of your dreams, right? That's what this whole show is about. Passionate and prosperous, a life and business where you're using your passion and you're funding your passion right? Like this is the ultimate to me. The ultimate is that you're passionate about what you're doing to make money and the money that you're making is also funding the things that you're passionate about that don't have to do with your business, right? So it's like this beautiful, um, you know, a beautiful uh, ecosystem for you. And that's what I'm crafting. Like, that's what I'm doing, right? Like, I use my passion to make money, and then I make the money, and I use it to fund doing the things that I'm passionate about, you know? Like, it, you're listening to this show. Um, it's coming out on, uh, like, December, I don't know, 14th maybe or something, 2022. And so... Um, you know, when this show comes out, it'll be right in the holiday season, right in the in the uh, Christmas season, Hanukkah, Christmas season. Um, if you're listening to this later, you know, that's great. I mean, I hope people are listening to the show like, you know, years from now and that you're going back to the beginning um, and you're in a little past journey. Uh, but like I know a lot of you listen um, in every week. And so by the time you listen to this, I will have gone to I'm, I bought tickets for my husband and I to go see them actually light the Rockefeller Christmas tree, the Rockefeller Center Christmas tree. Now I live in New York City. I hadn't gone to see the tree even in years. Um, I tend to not do like freezing cold outdoor touristy things very often. That's just like me. Um, and it's very crowded. Like I would never go to watch them light the tree because it's like a whole outdoor, very crowded. I'm not really good in crowds. It's like a super crowded thing. And I wouldn't normally do that. But I got an an email from a, a new restaurant that's like right there that has a view of of the tree and they're doing a tree lighting party and it was kind of expensive. Um, and in past years, I, I probably wouldn't have said um, yes to it. And even when I decided to get the tickets, I, I did what I'm about to talk to you about, which was like, I really felt into my yes. Like I felt into like, how badly did I want to do that thing? And I, it, it was like a 10. I don't know why. Last year I happened to stumble by the Rockefeller Center tree when we had some friends in from out of town and we, we were near enough to it that we decided to walk over and it was like 10 30 at night or whatever. And I was like, Oh my God, why don't I come see this tree more often? Because it was so majestic and huge and like beautiful. And I loved seeing it. So when I got this email, I was like, I want to go do this. And it was expensive. It was a very expensive thing to do. Like it felt very extravagant. And I really felt into it. And I was like, you know what? I really want to do this. And I bought the tickets. And the reason why I'm sharing this with you is because to me, this is what passion and prosperous is about. I'm not saying for you, you're going to go buy expensive tickets to go see the Rockefeller Christmas tree. But the point is that I want you to eventually get to a place where you are making money by using your passion. And then you can take that money and use it to do the things that light you up, that you want to do, that you're passionate about, that would make you feel really awesome and excited, right? But the only way that you can do that is by getting really clear on what that looks like. And if you're only interested in what you're not willing to do or don't want to do to have it, 
that is a problem. And I've noticed that one of the problems out there in the in in the service-based industries, right? Whatever you are, a healer, a coach, a energy worker, a teacher, a mentor, a thought leader, one of the things that I've noticed is that everybody wants money, clients, right? Everybody wants like six figures, multiple six figures, seven figures, opportunities, people wanting to join their programs, people saying yes to working with them one-on-one, people doing groups with them, selling products, um, all the things, speaking, putting out a book, making a podcast, right? I'm noticing that everyone wants all those things, or maybe not not everyone wants all of those things, but everyone wants something. And there's also this kind of disconnect with what you would have to do to get it, to have it. And when I was thinking about this episode, I wrote some notes for myself. And one of the things I wrote was, today I need to talk about the difference between what you'd like, meaning the goal or the ultimate outcome, and then the process that you have to go through to get there. Because even if what you ultimately want is some business where you have tremendous time freedom and financial freedom, where you're not working nights and weekends and long 10-hour days, um, and where you've got everything you want, the work-life balance, the money, the lifestyle, the like to get all of that, the journey to get there is most likely not going to be that as well. And I don't like to use the word sacrifice because I don't feel like it's a sacrifice. I feel like it's an investment. I feel like it's a journey. But for today's purposes, I'm going to say there are probably some sacrifices that you make along the way in order to get to your desired outcome, right? And what we're going to talk about today is like how you decide what to do. Because I believe that you can have what you want. I believe that you can create the business, the the the, the lifestyle, the work-life balance, the time freedom, the money, the time with your family, the 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 luxuries, the the material shit. Like I believe you can do it. But I do think that there's like a problem out there with like the with the understanding of how you get to that. And that you can't start with it and also have it. That it's something that takes building to it. And if you know certain things that you don't want to do on the way, if you know that you're not willing to make certain sacrifices or do certain things that may not be the ideal thing that you ultimately are working for, if you don't want to do those things, if you don't want to then you have to be realistic about how you're going to get the outcome that you want and what that looks like. And so that's what I want to talk about today because I think that like focusing on like all the shit that you don't want to do, like you don't want to spend your whole life on social media. You don't like social media. You know, I I had a, an unfortunate interaction with someone today. Unfortunate because this, this kind of shit always makes me really sad. But there was a woman who's I've been – interacting with very regularly for the last, I don't know, like probably six to eight months, uh, you know, through social media, um, as well as she's attended a bunch of like the, the, the things, the free things, the trainings, all of these things that I offer. And she was listening to the show. She might be listening to this show. She might know who she is from what I say, what I'm about to say. Um, but she's come to all my stuff and she was working on her coaching business and, you know, had not joined me for any uh, it paid uh, work, meaning didn't hire me as her coach or join, a, you know, a paid program. But I treat the people that do the things that I offer for free like they're paying me. You can ask anyone. If you're in something I'm doing, I'm going to give you my all. I'm never, I'm never going to be like, well, this was free, so I'm not going to, like, help you. So she we've had a lot of direct messages, a lot of voice messages, a lot. And part of it was that she told me she wanted to work with me. She told me she wanted me to be her coach and she wanted to be in the Passion and Prosperous Academy. 
And um, and so I was operating under that. That was, and she wanted to be, come to New York for the event and blah, blah, blah. So she ended up not coming to New York. She end, ended up kind of fading a little bit into the background. She didn't sign up for the retreat, for the live. And... But I reached out to her like like a little while ago, and I said like, "Are you? How come you are you? Do you not even want to do the virtual event?" Because originally she had said she wanted to come to actual New York, um, and she kind of brushed me off a little bit there. And then I actually reached out to her again. I think it was today because I'm because by the time you listen to this, this will be over. But we're about to jump into one more program before the end of the year called the 21 Day Prosperity Accelerator because I really wanted to give the community one more awesome thing with me, like coming to, you know, be with me live on Zoom between Thanksgiving and the end of the year. And I reached out to her to say like, hey, how are things going? Um, I was thinking about you, you know, like blah, blah, blah. And she ended up writing that she was not going to, do the coaching nonsense anymore. That was her words. She called it the coaching business nonsense. She decided to take a break from the coaching business nonsense and that she doesn't, she wrote something about what she doesn't want to do. It had to do with getting clients and like sort of feeling like she had to, you know, like, like kind of have to actively, you know, go after clients. And the message made me really sad. It made me really sad because, well, first it made me sad that this person who invested a lot of time and money it, to become a coach is now calling it coaching nonsense. That made me sad. And then the second thing that made me sad was that she was very, very, like, aware of of how she doesn't want to, like, have a business instead of figuring out how to have a business. And I get that sometimes in order to figure stuff out like that, you may have to make more investment. And I know that that was what she didn't want to do anymore. Like no more investing time and money in the coaching nonsense was the message I got. And I, I you know, on in, in, on one hand, I guess like I shouldn't feel sad. I should feel like good for her. I'm really happy for her that she can make an empowered decision about what she is for and isn't for. And what she's not for is spending more money on figuring out how to be a coach. And I think that everyone can make those decisions for themselves. It's just good to be clear on it when you make that decision so that you're not in this wishy-washy land saying that you do want to find out how to have what you want. But if you're not willing to do what it is that it that it takes or what you need to do to have what you want, it's better to acknowledge that and say, I'm not willing to do that. And so what we're going to talk about today is how to like understand what you would like and, and whether or not you, you're going to go for it so that you know if you have a green light, right, on taking the actions that it's going to take for you to get where you want to go. So the first thing I want to tell you is that step one of having the life and business that you desire is that you have to know exactly what that looks like for you and what you would like, right? So you get to decide what do you want? How do you want to make your money? How do you want to put yourself out there? Is it that you want to work only one-on-one with people? Is it that you want to have a group program or a course? Is it that you want to have a, a podcast? Podcasts are not really money makers. They usually like they kind of lead to something unless you want to be someone who has like this monetized podcast. Um, that's not how I do mine. And we can talk about that. Like in the academy, I'll be teaching like the difference between like monetizing yourself, like, like, on a podcast or on social media or using those things to attract the kind of people that would want to work with you and then moving them onto your yellow brick road and into your paid offers, right? So there's a difference. I don't want to go on a tangent, but anyway, but you get to decide what do you want? How do you want to make money? How do you want to make money? And, you know, in the episode that I did, Six Figures is Just a Math Problem, I actually taught that content at the live event because it is 
fundamentally, in my opinion, fucking brilliant. Because if you listen to that episode, you're basically going to hear me say making six figures is not some mysterious energetic thing. Yes. Do you need to have the right mindset and the right aligned energy to show up and sell and to show up and be visible and attract clients and put your message out there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You do. You do need that. But at the end of the day, you also need to know that like how you make money is math. Okay. It's, it's how many people are paying you? How much are they paying you? And what is it equal? Period. And what are they buying from you? Right. So you have to decide, like, what is that for you? How much money are, is your goal? Like, what business do you want? 20 grand, 50 grand, 100 grand, 200 grand, 300 grand, 500 grand, a million. What do you fucking want? And then the important thing to remember is that you're not going to get there in a year. Maybe 20,000, maybe between 20 and maybe six figures, depending on what you're coming in with, like, like what you're, uh, what you're, what you have when you start your business and maybe some other things like, like, like kind of avenues or outlets that you already have access to, but Typically, when you are thinking about an, a business model, about what you ultimately would like, you have to remember that if it, that it's, it's somewhere down the road that you get to have that goal. And therefore, there's going to be this period of time until you get there where you're not there. <laughs> and it doesn't feel like that. Because you have to build that and put that together as you go. And that you have to be uncomfortable and you have to make investments and you have to make certain choices and you have a lot of shit to do before you reach those bigger goals of six figures, multiple six figures, seven figures, and have an audience and have people wanting to pay you. This is not news. I have been talking about this for a year on the show. But today we're going to talk about the reality of you focusing on what you do want to do to get where you're going rather than what you don't want to do. Because for as long as you can tell everyone, me, yourself, your friends, your family, the universe, what you don't want, you're just going to get nothing. You're either going to get more of what you don't want because the universe, unfortunately, doesn't know like like how to necessarily weed through you saying things like, Working all the time, <laughs> hustling, right? The, the universe isn't hearing the part where you're like, I don't want that. They're just hearing the keywords, okay? I want you to imagine that the universe is like a Google search engine, okay? And you don't want those keywords out there, right? You want the words that, 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 that you want. But the thing is, is if what you want is ease, flow, freedom, spaciousness, you know, uh, downtime, relaxation, all of those wonderful things. What you have to remember is that, is that if you want all those things while you're also building and growing your business, you're going to have to create a business model that can, that can accommodate that, or you're going to have to be okay with your building your business, taking a, a really long time. So as you know, I talk about the three like kind of biggest commodities, the, the most important commodities we have that we invest time, energy, and money. And there is no business model. There is no outcome. There is nothing that you can work toward unless you're willing to actually decide how much of each of those three things you are willing to invest, how much and in what combo and in what relationship in order to get your outcomes. And I think that one of the problems out there in the industry is that there are a lot of coaches out there who dangle the, the big outcomes in someone's face. And what they don't tell them, what they're not transparent about is the journey to get there. And I'm, I hope, I always hope that this is why you all come to me, like why you like me or follow me. I think this is basically like my role in a lot of ways in the industry is I feel like a disruptor. I feel like I'm here to sort of be like, listen, like people are dangling shit. You're, you're seeing all this, the, the shiny objects you're, you're chasing after sparkly things. And those people are not telling you what it took to get there or what it would take for, 
for you to get there or for you to do it, right? So if you, the number one thing that you have to be willing to do is declare what you really want. How much money? And you've got to be willing to say this. You cannot build a business without having a revenue goal. Otherwise, it's not a business. It's a hobby. It's a pro bono. It's a charity. It's a non-for-profit. But if you're here to do have a business where you make money, you must say how much money you want to make. Even if you want to make $10, you must say how much money you want to make and you must have an idea of what that looks like for you. You must be able to say, I just want to work with five clients at a time you know, that's it. And I work with them every week or, and I work with them every other week, or I would like to have a big group program that brings in, you know, a couple of hundred thousand dollars a year. And then a few one-on-one like clients that pay at a more of a premium, or I want to grow a business that runs entirely on done for you and evergreens, or I want to teach in person in the classroom And right, like, so you have to know what it is that you want to do and how much money you want to make. And you also get to decide what the ultimate lifestyle is, not necessarily the lifestyle that you're going to get to have every single day on your way to what you want. So you do get to say like, and I want to have, you know, go on these month long vacations and I want to have enough money to do this for my family and that. And I want us to do this and I want to be now. If you also know that while building your business, you want to pick up and drop off your kids every single day from school and every minute that they're in the house, you want to be present for them and that you only have X amount of hours in the day when they're not there. And those are the only hours that you're willing to work on your business or do anything in your business. Because remember, having a business has two sides to it. It has the the work that you do when you're with your clients. Like literally, I have a client right now for an hour at 2 p.m. And then there's the other work that your business requires for you to do, which is not the client-facing work. And you need time for that too, right? And so if you're like, I only work Monday through Thursday, 11 a.m. to 2 p.m., amazing. But then you have to have a realistic understanding of the business that you can build in that time and how long it's going to take. Both, right? So the very first thing that you have to, to, to do is declare all these things that you want. Okay. And you can, and we're going to talk about the part, like, first, it's the big outcome. Like, what do you ultimately want? Right? Like, I ultimately want another another home. Like I love my New York City apartment. I don't want to leave, but I ultimately want to also have a house. Right in this moment, it's a house at Cape in Cape May, New Jersey. It could change, but that's what my husband and I really felt that this summer. Right, that's like something that we want. It's not happening today. Right? Uh, what's the lifestyle I want? I want to be able to buy plane tickets to do whatever I want to do. Go visit my mom, go on every retreat that I go on with my coach, go to go, you know, go on vacation. I want to do that. And I want to have the freedom to do all those things. I want to do all the things I want to do. I don't want to be, I don't want to have to say, Oh no, I can't do that because I can't spend that money or I can't take those four days off from my business or whatever. So these are the things I'm very clear on. I want to buy the tickets to the Rockefeller Center tree lighting. Like I want to be living at that level. I want to, I want that to be a, 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 a no brainer. If I get a green light, yes, for something, I want to be able to do it. Right. So I'm very clear on the passion, what a passion and prosperous life and business looks like for me. And I think you get to do that. You get to do that first without having to know anything else. You get to do that. And that's you saying what you'd like before you start looking at what you don't want, okay? So step one is you doing that. And you might have to do it like on, uh, like kind of on a, on sort of like a regular basis. Like you might have to revisit that. You might have to do that quarterly. 
you you might have to set aside some time every quarter to revisit your vision and to make sure it's still the vision or that it hasn't changed a little bit, right? Or that it hasn't like shifted or that now that you know something, you're like, oh, but I actually feel like I could have it in a different way. So I love the idea of quarterly revisiting this because it not only may shift, but it also helps to re-anchor you in, right? In case you forgot or in case, in case you lost touch with it because the vision is also your why, That vision is also a very, very important driving force for you to then figure out how you're going to have it. So when you forget about your vision and you are experiencing something uncomfortable or that you don't like around your business or your life and you aren't connected to your big vision, guess what's going to happen? You're going to be very willing and ready to to ditch your business. You're going to just like want to throw it all away. You're going to call it nonsense, okay? And you're going to give up and you're not going to be happy. So quarterly connecting to your vision is really important. And when you connect to your vision, a really interesting thing like that happens is I think that like you organically sort of know what the bullshit zone is. And the bullshit zone is there's, so there's your comfort zone, right? There's like your, there's like where you are right now. It's your comfort zone. And when you think that like, you don't want to just be here and you want something else, you have to step outside your comfort zone, right? And I like to say that what's outside your comfort zone is another zone And it's called your genius zone. And your genius zone is where you can step outside of your right now, present self, everyday zone, comfort zone. And when you step into the, into outside of your comfort zone, you get to step into, right? Cause feeling like you're stepping outside your comfort zone. If we leave it at that, I kind of feel like it's like that. It's like, you know, how in the movies when an astronaut like goes out, uh, does like, you know, goes off the ship to, to fix something and they're in their spacesuit and they're attached by like, you know, some, some, you know, um, like a tube, you know, but they're actually floating in outer space. When I hear step outside your comfort zone, I often think of that. And I'm like, who the fuck would want to like feel like that? Like when I see a movie and an astronaut is just fly, is just like attached to the spaceship by like a little hose or a tube and they're just like floating out there, that produces so much anxiety for me. And sometimes I feel like when we say step outside your comfort zone, that is what that could look like. So what if you weren't thinking that you were stepping outside of a zone of safety, but you were stepping into a different zone. And that zone is what I like to call your genius zone. And that means that like, you know, that even though it's outside of present self comfort zone, that that's a zone where your future self likes to hang out. And it's where your genius brain likes to go. And it's the part of you that's like creative. And that's like explosive you know, that that's adventurous and that's exploratory and that knows that like, you know, you, you, you can do it. Like you have to kind of muster up some, some courage and some resilience and all that, but it's still a zone. It's not just outside. It's a zone, right? So genius zone is a zone where even though it's outside of our comfort zone, and even though it's like an unknown, like where we're not sure how we could create the outcomes that we want. It's a zone where like our genius higher self has a vision and you wouldn't be able to have that vision if there wasn't a part of you that knew that you could do it. You wouldn't be able to declare, I want to make this much money or do it this way if there wasn't a part of you that knew that you could do it. It may not feel to you like you know how. It may feel really far away. It may feel really scary, but there's a part of you that knows you can. And then there's the bullshit zone. And the bullshit zone is where we declare shit that like, there's no part of us that knows, that believes that we can have it, right? Like, I'll just tell you like, my bullshit zone right now, like my bullshit meter would be um, a billionaire, right? Eight figures. Okay. I'm right now, seven figures is inside of my genius zone. It's not my comfort zone. It's my genius zone. 
And I believe I can have that. But eight figures is in my bullshit zone. So I'm not going to set my goal right now for eight figures because why would I set a goal in my bullshit zone? Right. But I can set a goal in my com- in my um, genius zone. And then when that becomes my comfort zone, because it will, because once I become a seven figure CEO and I get comfy with that, then guess what? Eight figure CEO becomes part of my genius zone. It's not it moves from my bullshit zone. Right. But like what is in my bullshit zone? Um, g- Going to outer space. Right. Like I would love to go to outer space not be on the outside of the spaceship, just so you know, inside the spaceship um, and see the cosmos. But I know that like, I'm not going to put that down as like a life goal right now. It's very bullshit zony. You know what I mean? So I think you get the idea now of like, what is like comfort zone, genius zone, bullshit zone. Okay. So you want to craft your vision in your genius zone. Once you do that, then we, then we have work to do. Right. So step one is what's the vision? What are you like a hell yes for in your life and business? Like, what are you like? Fuck yeah. That's what I want. I want that. I want to be able to do these things. This is how I want to use my talent. This is what I want. That's what I want it to feel like. Right. You need to know what that is. Now, step two, there's a step two. That's only step one. And you might even need coaching to do that because you might have so many human brain objections to even crafting that vision that you need a coach to even craft the vision, right? Okay, but you will need a coach for the next part, no matter what, (laughs) or a mentor or someone, you know, like, so the next part is now step two is where now you have to know what it takes to have that. So you've got the hell yes, you've got the like, fuck yeah. And now, and that, and you're in your genius zone. And now you have to actually be, you have to know what it's going to take to do it. So then you have to go into like, like real reality zone, which is like, how, how many clients will you need to make that kind of money? Right? How much, you know, like how much, how much time will it really take for you to, uh, grow enough of an audience. Like you're like knowing what it takes to have what you want is means, right? That someone's going to tell you, well, I see that you want, or, or maybe you can figure it out for yourself. I'm just saying, I think mentors help in this area that someone's going to see you say, I want to have a group program that, um, that, that people are just enrolling in. I don't, that's how I want to make money. I want it to be available. I want it to have lots of people coming in. And then you need a coach or a mentor to be able to say to you, okay, great. So in order for you to have that, where are the people's coming from? So you, these are the activities that like we know like are all of the possible activities that one could do to get the audience to launch, to let people know about the program, to keep the enrollment going, right? Like, so then you have to know what it takes. What is it like to have that kind of program? How much admin is there? Like, but the big part is how are you getting the people? So step two is like where you have to know what it's going to take right? It's going to take visibility. It's going to take an email list. It's going to take growing your audience. It's going to take um, uh, either live launching or having another launch strategy. It's going to take, you know, uh, it's going to take like all these things in order for you to have that thing. So you've got step one is like the fuck yeah, hell yes vision. Then the step two is like knowing what it takes for you to have that vision, not what it takes today only, but what it may take for you to do over the course of however long, right? So you might need to like have someone help you map that out. Because one of the things that I see a lot of people do is decide they want to do something and not know anything about the strategy behind doing it and then try all kinds of bullshit, wing it, throw spaghetti at the wall, look around, <laughs> uh, post in Facebook groups asking, how can I have a big business with lots of clients, right? All this shit. And But what you really need is someone who, who can help you tell you how you're going to get that. Like, this is what it takes. Just so you know, this is like what I specialize in. I specialize in that. Give me your vision and then I'm going to tell you what it takes. And then here's step three. Now, 
Step three is that you're going to talk about what you're willing to do. What you're willing to do. So someone says, this is what it's going to take. You have to grow your audience. You have to, you know, launch. You have to do this. You have to do that. You need a course. You need a, you need the tech. You need to, uh, you know, we need to grow your email list. We need to do this and this and this. You need, cause you need the people. Basically, if you're in a service-based business, the only way you can make money is human beings have to pay for something. So who are the human beings and where are you getting them? That is basically the biggest conundrum of having a business. The people to pay. That's it. Right? So where are you getting the people? So step three is like, where are you getting is, is like, what are you willing to do for all those things? And that's where I think that like, this is what people are very interested in saying what they're not wanting to do. And what I'm here to just, and this is what I have to say to people all the time. Great. I understand. You don't want to spend all your time on social media. You don't want to make reels. You don't want to have to do this. You don't want to have to do that. You don't want to have to hustle. You don't want to have to do DMs. You don't want this. You know, what do you want to do? What? And so the question is, and I wrote this down on my notes. So the question is, what are you willing to do? I hear what you don't want to do. What are you willing to do? And we have to make that freaking list. You have to be willing to tell me what you, you have to tell me what you're willing to do. Are you going to be willing to hire a team then? If you don't want to do all these things yourself, are you willing, do you want to spend a lot of money to take out ads if you don't want to build organically? Um, are you willing to like go do in-person things if you don't want to be on social media? Are you willing to be uncomfortable? Because growing a business is uncomfortable. So if you tell me I want all this and I want to do it without a day of discomfort, I want to do it without a day of tears, I want to do it without a day of asking myself, what the fuck am I doing? I will be like, then I can't coach you. I am never going to tell anybody that that's what, that I can guarantee that. Do I want you to have lots of days of tears and questioning yourself and being uncomfortable and having things get fucked up and, and you not being there? Like when you thought you were going to be to pick your kid up or whatever, I cannot, I don't want that for you. I don't want a lot of it, but like, it's going to happen if you want to grow a business right now. If you tell me I want to avoid all of those things, then I'm going to tell you, great, then you're not going to have a big group program. You're not going to have a big thing. Then what's the business model that allows you to stay in the zone of only doing what you're willing to do, which is not a lot. And let's make a business then that doesn't require a lot. And that would mean that you are working with less people. And if you said to me, but I want to make six figures, then I would say to you, then are you willing to charge people $20,000 and only work with five people? See what I'm saying? How it's a math problem, right? So, so if you tell me the, what you want, the model, and then you tell me what you're willing to do or not willing to do, then I'm going to come back to you and say, well, then this is what this is what that would look like. Because even though I want to tell you, you can have it all and you can have your cake and eat it too. The answer is that's not true. That's fucking bullshit. Until maybe you get to the point where you go through all the building and all of the systems and all of the, the discomfort and all of the growth and all of the pains and all of the, your, your genius zone and, you know, dabbling in your bullshit zone or whatever. And then that you're willing to put a team in place, hire people, but that takes time. That doesn't happen instantly. You can't, you can't start with a team doing your business for you. But can you have a business where you only work a couple of hours a day and you're there for everything and you're, you live a life of luxury and you're also raking it in? Yes, but guess what? There's something else going on behind the scenes. You would have a, a team of people now running your business, not you running your own business and having what it is that I just named. Not going to happen unless you have a super little business boutique where you charge a shitload of money and work with a really small amount of people. Anything else, eventually, first it's you doing all the shit yourself and then you start layering in team and hiring. So again, if I was working with you, the question of step three is what are you willing to do? 
Are you willing to hire someone? Are you willing to hire, are you willing to hire childcare for just a little while while you're doing this? Are you willing to ask your partner or friends or your family to help you like with this? What are you willing to do? Are you willing to give this up to free up your time? Are you willing to take this action? So at a certain point, I'm like, thank you for letting me know what you don't want and what you don't want to do and what feels yucky and what you're avoiding. So let's just focus on what you are willing to do. Okay. Then step four, then step four is, okay, so what are your concerns and your objections? Because we need to know what your human brain is objecting to or has concerns about so that we can work through that with my evolved system of mindset change, right? Which is how we get a green light in our brain. There's a whole episode on the evolved um, mindset system, but basically we have to look at your concerns and objections and then we have to go through a process where we go from you focusing on the what ifs and the, and the unknowns and the fears to you actually getting a green light on this, on this desire, this, this, this heck yes, hell yes, fuck yes, you know, like thing that you want for yourself. What are you a yes to? And then the fifth step, this is the most beautiful one of all, is what are you available for? What are you available for? What are you open to receiving? And this is where you start doing the work to say, I believe that I can have the right people that that like working with me in my business. I believe that I can attract the right clients. I believe I'm here to receive money, clients. I'm here. I am available. I'm available for uh for growth. I'm available for amazing partnerships. I'm a, I'm available for communication. I'm available for conversations. I'm available. And we've got to know you've got to be operating again from what are you available for, right? So what has this process been? It's been a a process of what are you a yes for? What are you willing to do? And what are you available for? Because, Because you cannot build a business on what you're not available for and what you're... Now, knowing what you're not available for is really important. That's boundaries. What Knowing what you're available for and what you're not available for is, is basically boundaries. And you need to know that about everything in your life, your personal life, your relationship, your, your relationships with your kids, your relationships with your friends, your relationships with your clients, your relationships with your team members. Like this is, this is what takes you from being like a, a, an amateur to a leader. And you can be a leader in every area of your life. It doesn't make you bossy or an asshole or like, you're not like partners with your spouse, partner, you know, whatever. But a leader is someone who knows what they're available for and what they're not available for and can be really clear about that in a way that it doesn't sound like they're, they're, they're operating from a place of objections. Because when you know what you are available for, it's really, it, it almost makes it organic that you're declaring what you're not available for, but you're doing it by saying what you are. I am available for empowering conversations. I also like recently got like a shitty email from someone who's in one of my programs um, and the payment processing system, my payment processing thing didn't do the auto charge. It got, it didn't work. And she was away traveling and she got late notices. It's all automated in my system. And she just wrote me this email from, you know, abroad. And she was so angry that my, that, that my payment processing system didn't work. And she, she, she wrote me this, this, this not nice email. And then at the end she wrote, um, no need to respond. I'm just venting. And I read that. And the first thing that came up for me was I'm not available for that. I'm not available for venting on me. Like I'm not available. That's not how I run my business. I am available for um, productive conversation. I am available for like helping to find a resolution. I am available for, you know what I mean? And so like you need to know what you're available for because that way you're going to be letting the universe know what you'd like to receive. And you know, something that was really interesting that happened to me 
not too long ago was that I had been working with some people in my business. I had some team members and I, I brought them in at a time when I was going through a really hard time in my personal life, like with my mom, who's a senior citizen. And we were having to find like move. I had to move her to Texas near my brother because it was better for her than living on Long Island where I'm too far away, blah, blah, blah. It was a very rough year, to be honest. And I kind of defaulted into some people that 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 it was just easy for me to like work with these people. And it and it wasn't the right fit. It wasn't the right fit. And there were a lot of things that like were not that I wasn't liking, like a lot of mistakes and and me and I'm like a like I am a very, very, very big perfectionist when it comes to not sending shit out with like typos or mistakes on it. I like things to be right. That's just me. And there were so many mistakes and all this stuff. And I was really in pain, like it was paining me. And it felt scary and stressful to make a change in my business because I was also doing all these programs and launches and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I kept telling my coach like about my situation. And you know what she did? She said, you've got to write down a list of what you want. You got to write down a list of the perfect person for your team. Who, like, what are, what are the things that you want? Because what was happening was I was operating from a place of that I couldn't have it. Like, who's going to be this perfect? Who's going to get me this way? Who's going to be available like this? And I was coming from this place of what ifs and assumptions that I couldn't have it. And as soon as I started focusing on what I want and what I'd like, And I went through this process that I just gave you to myself, right? What am I a hell yes for? What do I know it'll take for me to have what I want? What am I willing to do? What are my concerns and my objections? And what am I available for? Guess what happened? The perfect people, the two most perfect people. I mean, they didn't show up for me like angels. I mean, I was putting the word out. But they came and I hired them and they've been working with me in my business since August. And I feel like I have the fucking dream team. I felt like I hit the jackpot. But it's because I did the work first. Because I could have spent a lot of time focusing on what I wasn't liking and what I wasn't happy with and all the problems and that about like what was happening before. But I put a fucking end to that and I did what I just told you to do. And that was for one small thing, but that's what you're going to have to do over and over and over again in your life and business in order to keep being a hell yes. And you have to know that like that hell yes of your vision, like the vision that you have for your life and business, it's the vision, but the journey to get there is going to, is not going to be, you're not going to have it right away. And so you have to be able to work with someone, a coach, a mentor, whatever, to figure out how can you have what you ultimately want and also have close to the experience that you want while getting there. And it may be that the experience that you want to have while getting to your outcome is an experience that doesn't align with that outcome. Because if you want a big business and a lot of money, then the journey is going to have to reflect that. And it may not be the journey for you because you may not want to put in the hours. You may not want to have that. Or you have to be willing to hire really early, which is an investment in your business. Time, freedom costs money. Nothing is free. So time, energy, and money. You want more time and energy to do other things besides your business, then it's going to cost you more money. You know, and I've talked about this before, but anyway, that's what I have for you today. The five steps to being, to, to getting what you want. You've got to be able to take yourself through these five steps. So I'll repeat them before I wrap up. Number one, knowing your vision and what you're a hell yes. Like, what are you like a fuck yes for? Okay. That's step one. Step two, you got to find out what it's going to take to do it. You got to get a realistic understanding from someone of like, okay, so what do you have to do? Step three, what are you willing to do to do that? In other words, it, when it t- when someone says it's going to take this, 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 and this, the thing you have to know is that there are, there are 
lots of different ways to do that. And that's where you get to say what you're willing to do. We don't need to talk about what you're not willing to do. We need to talk about what you're willing to do. Step four, what is your human brain coming up with as concerns and objections about that? Great. We can work with that. That's just a fucking mind, right? Ooh, ooh, we're not scared of your human brain. We're going to work with it. And then step five, what are you available for? What are you open to receiving? That might be a little bit of belief work too, because I had to go to go into the belief work of that I could have that. I'm available to receive the perfect team members who are going to get me, who are going to like, like totally understand me and what I teach and what I say. They're going to, they're going to feel my brand. They're going to be able to work with me. Eventually they're going to be able to like think like me. That's what I want. And when I first started this process, there was no part of me that believed that I could have that. And now I have it. I was available to receive that. So there's a little woo in here. There's a definite balance of like of the woo and the freaking realistic strategy, man. You can't have anything without taking action, period. So you just have to know what actions you're willing to take. That's the episode. That's what I have for you. Um, let's see. Where are we? You're listening to this right before the holidays. We're not stopping, you guys. Passion and Prosperous comes out every single week on Wednesdays. Please share the show with people that you think might love the show and benefit from it. And please don't forget the Passion and Prosperous Academy is open. It's open. You could join now. It doesn't officially start class until mid-January. And once it does start, it's an open enrollment forever and eternally. So anytime that you're listening to this episode or any of the episodes coming up, you can join the Academy. You can either join it now and start on, on, on the first day with us, or you can start any other time you want, because you're always going to get your whole year from the minute you step into the Academy. And you're always going to be able to get any of the content that you need in order to begin your journey. So if you're curious about being with me for a year in a full on unbelievable business development and personal growth program, where I'm going to help you to do everything that I just taught you in this episode, literally, like that, it, literally, this is what the Academy is for, then um, all you have to do is shoot me a message, go to my website, stacybrassrussell.com. You find me, just, just get in touch with me and then we're gonna take the next step together. All right, I love you. Um, I hope that you are listening to us over the holidays, but we're coming up on the holidays. Have an amazing holiday. Do something that you love. Find a way to do something that you're really passionate about. Um, because it feeds your soul and it's so important. Okay, loving you. Be with you next week. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to Passionate and Prosperous with me, Stacey Brass Russell. If you like what you're listening to, please make sure you're following or subscribing. And if you're on Apple, that's the little plus sign on the top right so that you get notified when new episodes drop every Wednesday. As always, I'm sending you love and high vibes. And remember, life is hard and there's always something you can do about it.